0: And then for New Year's, I mm-hmm. we watched um, a little bit of a Studio Ghibli film, The Whisper of the Heart. It was very good. I would recommend it. Um, and then H fell asleep. And then I just kind of sat next to the couch where they were sleeping. And it was very cute. And uh, poked around, you know, how you just some, sometimes sit there and poke around on the on the iPad or the whatever you poke mm-hmm. around. Um, and then at midnight, I cracked open a San Pellegrino and they very sleepily went, woo. And I said, woo. <laughs> <laughs> and then, like an hour later, we both crawled into bed.
1: was wrong hold on
0: (laughs) hey zach hey zach
1: hey zach hey zach hey zach
0: hey liz (laughs) (laughs) hey liz so liz i'm gonna ask you a question and i would like you to do your vet do your best to verbalize all of the thoughts that happen in your head as you get to the answer okay i will do my best what's the letter that comes after o m (laughs) i knew it was wrong but that
1: was the first thing that came into my head
0: Right, okay, so what happens after that? You go um, M.
1: I I go M, and then I'm like, uh, no, L-M-N-O, and then P.
0: Right. I was ready to do that with a couple letters, but we got it on the first try. That happens to me, too. I go, okay, what's the letter after O? M-N-O-P. Usually it's actually L-M-N-O-P. L-M-N-O-P. Um, what in our brains does the letters in bunches like that like we only have a couple actual indices into the alphabet
1: (laughs) yeah um personally i would say that the like i think elemento uh comes from the song Mm -hmm. the alphabet song and uh because you kind of as a kid you kind of group all that together elemento is one letter in Mm -hmm. the mind of a kindergartner right um so that's where it comes from for me um i don't i don't think i have that many like i think if you asked me that for many other letters i would have to think a lot harder um i can like xyz is but i i don't know anything before xyz off the top What's of my head after f uh, genuinely i would have to start at a a started a okay yeah a b c d e f g yeah (laughs) there's no order to the alphabet no one it's not real
0: you can i think somebody figured out how to stable sort alphabetically how to stable sort the alphabet alphabetically how how the thing about a thing on twitter is that it's really hard to search uh, but basically, you you spell out each letter as you say it. So, A would be whatever, A-Y-E or something, I. Uh, but uh, like H, you would spell A-I-C-H is the way that they choose to here. Or B would be B-E-E. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, then you ha- want to find an order of the letters where... The new alphabetical order is correct for the letters. You spell out the letters, you put them in alphabetical order, but now alphabetical order is different right? because you yeah. reordered the letters. So how do you find a stable ordering of the letters? Um, and it is possible to do.
1: That is very cool. And I uh, hope that we can find that tweet for show notes because that's very cool.
0: Here's somebody doing it with Python, but you can also see the thing is there's like some challenges there because like BBC official English H, you say you say H, and so it is mm. H-A-I-C-H. H A I C H H, and so then that changes. This is a English alphabetization, uh, an American English alphabetization.
1: Sure, sure. It's funny that we're talking about something like this. I don't know exactly what we're talking about yet, but um, it's funny that we're talking about it because I just finished Because Internet, which ah. is a book about uh, the way language evolves as it relates to the internet. Mm-hmm. Which was It was very, very good, very, very interesting. So one of the things I thought was really interesting was that canadians typically say Z, which i knew already instead of mm-hmm. z um but canadian children roughly two-thirds of them say z because they are uh, pres- uh the theory is because they are watching american television
0: sesame They're street that sort of more t- american media mm-hmm. and which teaches them that it's Z
1: and then as they but as they grow up but what you would expect is that these kids would grow up and start saying z and then canada would as a whole would start saying z but mm-hmm. that doesn't happen because as they get older there is um again this is all theory i think i don't right. think anyone's been able to like prove that this is the way it happens but um the theory is that uh there is an amount of like this is what it means to be canadian as you know we want to be separate from as, from america as a culture and as a mm-hmm. country and part of that is saying Z instead of z
0: huh. that's an interesting thing an interesting piece of nationalism has a lot of worse connotations but that i think is the thing that it is you're going like okay this is like a patriotism maybe let's yeah. say yeah yeah um that's cool
1: anyway i would I'd... recommend it if you're interested in linguistics it's very uh it's written i, I may be using this r- word wrong but like conversationally so it is easy to read um okay there's not a lot of like phonetic spellings of thing or the though is it called IPA? the phonetic yeah it's there's not a lot of ipa sp- stuff it if they're going to try to get you to read it in a certain way they will spell it out similar to what you would do if you're trying to stable stable sort the alphabet
0: okay do like as phonetic as phonetically clear a spelling as you could yes
1: without using like a bunch of things that like most people who read the book will not know it is meant for people with very little background in
0: linguistics mm-hmm
1: and it's very good, I liked it a lot. cool.
0: yeah, that yeah. was the whole topic was just i I noticed that as I go through my day and I need to alphabetize something that it it doesn't start at the beginning for me most of the time mm-hmm. um but it it starts in like a a couple of places, a couple of different spots that I could go, okay, what comes after you? I could start at q r s t u V. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't need to start earlier, and it doesn't work for me to start later most of the time. And I just want to know why that is, but I don't know why.
1: I also don't know why, but I think if I was gonna figure out what comes after you, I might like I'd probably just start at A. Hmm.
0: Did ha, how often? in your life have you had a time when you were just sitting somewhere putting things in alphabetical order
1: alphabetical order not very often lots Mm. of other
0: orders though okay because i used to help out in an office with some filing um and a big part of that was putting things in alphabetical order taking them out of the filing cabinets so they could be referenced and then you've got to go alphabetical order Mm -hmm. where is this name going to be and then um alphabetical order I've got a bunch of things they need to go back in the cabinets Um, where do they go it's going to be in the correct alphabetical order and so I think I had to get decent at knowing the alphabet at least to the level that I could do that well Mm -hmm. which is interesting because that's like a a transferable skill that's like a soft skill um, that we never Nobody's ever like, you need to be able to do the alphabet very fast. Um, That's not, I would never put that on my resume. I can do the alphabet (laughs) better than some people I know. Um, But I guess that's a, it's a skill that one can have.
1: How conscious is it when you're trying to figure out where something goes in the alphabet?
0: Um, It wasn't until a couple days ago or a couple weeks ago when I said, hey, wait a minute, why did I just start at that letter and then get to the letter I was going to and then go after it?
1: Okay, so now that you've noticed it, it's hard to kind of put down. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. And I'm sure I'm going to do the same thing.
0: Yeah. I wonder, too, if for me, the thing that happens is that the letter breaks on the filing cabinet that you have like A through F, and then G, whatever, they go Hmm. a couple at a time. And so I wonder if what the filing breaks were on the one particular set of cabinets that I've ever really worked with, yeah, maybe that that's influenced your... the indices that my brain uses into the alphabet.
1: I wonder if you could look for like a picture or something of that office. Yeah, I could. See if that matches up or hmm. take data, you know, like not not... not Make sure it's uh, naturally occurring, but next time you need to alphabetize something, kind of, like, notice where you're starting and then kind of record it maybe in a spreadsheet or a list or something Mm -hmm. and see, like, if there's any particular pattern. Is it, like, roughly six? Is it roughly this many? Or is it, like, lots of different ones and do they match up by, like, you know, a bunch of lots of words particularly names start with s Mm -hmm. so like maybe you have a if like a filing cabinet may be dedicated to s or a drawer might be
0: dedicated to s
1: right so there's going to be different you know anyway could be interesting
0: yeah i if i had to put money on it i would say it's probably the breaks in the alphabet song that i learned Which means if I learned a different alphabet song. So
1: like A, B, C, D, E, F, G. And then H is a new one.
0: And H I don't run into often because L, M, N, O, P starts a new phrase of the alphabet. Mm -hmm. But then like if I wanted to know U, I start at Q. And then after W, I would probably start at like S or T. That one I'm not sure about. Because I don't think I would just start at W, X. Though I might. Interesting
1: food for thought Mm -hmm. jared i hope that uh you i hope that this makes you think because you know sometimes thinking about your own thoughts it's like a nice little refreshing Uh dip into your own mind own your own mind is what i meant to say there
0: and jared if you ever have to alphabetize something i've got a quick tip for you based on this i guess which is that if you're already you know that your brain operates through this alphabet in a pretty linear way. Um, if you take the things of the set of things that you need to get sorted, get in, get out, and alphabetize that set of things first, it's easier to match that up with the things you're getting in. You know where you need to put it in or where you need to take it out. Mm-hmm than if it's just totally unalphabetized. Because if your brain has to, like, load into working memory, we're just going in A through G right now. I think that helps. That's my hot tip.
1: Your brain is a sorting algorithm. Sometimes
0: it's got to be. Um, and the cool thing is, we don't know how it works. We just call dot .sort, and I don't know what the implementation is, but it gets there in the end. Something else uh, that my brain can do pretty well Um, and then i don't have to think about how it can do is parse lines into letters into words into thoughts and that is something we've been trying to teach computers how to do for a very long time now Um, and there's two i think two chunks to that which is lines into words and then words into thoughts Mm -hmm. those are the two different angles of we need to teach a computer how to do this thing because you can also do audio into words and then words into thoughts, right? That's a good, good sure. break point.
1: Words are kind of like the, uh, at least in English, it kind of is what we, all of our language can be like kind of boiled down into words in English. Mm-hmm. It, it, not quite, it can be um, represented as words, which are not like words on a piece of paper is not really what I'm talking about words as like a concept is this this uh middle kind of group that just kind of exists in theory
0: right once you can hold on to something as a word you can do a lot with it yes yeah Uh, i'm not thinking about the words into thoughts part at all um (laughs) (laughs) so we've been trying to figure out this lines into words thing for a while and for a while we were just doing lines into letters and then letters into words Mm -hmm. um because that's pretty easy you just stick them together um and i think the thing that i always think about with this is the newton apple's uh little personal assistant personal digital assistant that's what those letters stand for that they came out with in the 90s or something and uh that had its own writing system uh because the way that people wrote letters just write letters in English the way that you're used to um, you learned it in a way that you can get really sloppy about it, I would imagine, like <laughs> sloppy as far as a computer is concerned, sure um and some of the letters just look really similar, right if you've you're going fast, a g looks a lot like a y or it can the way that I write at least um but when you're writing a piece of software to, to turn lines into letters and letters into words. You want this to be as unambiguous as possible. And so the way that the Newton resolved the issue of this whole, um, human writing into something the computer can comprehend is that it had you use its own alphabet. Mm -hmm. Um, it had a particular writing system and you use that writing system and probably, you only have the one context in which you have to use this writing system and so you learn how to do it specifically the way that the newton will accept you don't Where like right now if i write something on my computer and i can look at it and go oh okay that's whatever that Mm. is all it takes for that to be the letters is for a human to look at it and go yeah that's the letter
1: not just any human like you're usually the only one reading your notes
0: right um but a a Newton writing system is a writing system where you learn it as a thing that you're only good at if the computer can understand you. Right. Sorry, I just like am having these thoughts as we're talking is what's mm-hmm. happening. And so yeah. I'm like, it's, it's a very interesting thing that I always wondered, okay, why, what is the actual reason for making your own writing system um, to go on the Newton? And I think that's the answer. I think that makes a lot of sense. I agree. So where does that take us? Then we tried other things. We tried um, turning other lines into words. Uh, Maybe they look more like um, standard English handwriting. Um, And eventually at some point we got to the point of neural networks. And what a neural network can do is it can look at a series of letters kind of the way that you um have probably seen the like did you know that Cambridge University has discovered that if you recognize the first and last letter of a word um even if the middle letters are jumbled up you still recognize the word in a similar way you can have a neural network that's trained to look at a larger thing and go okay i don't know what that middle letter is but based on the w o d um, this probably says word mm-hmm. or would, or, you know, whatever I can take a educated guess at what this letter in the middle might be. Right. Um, I'm not picking from all 26 letters. Um, cause that's also probably how human brains do it.
1: And it's not to say that like human brains are like what we should make computers more like, but if computers are going <laughs> to try to understand to some degree, like what we we are, writing and understand right. is a poor choice of word um but uh process for us uh-huh. um, if- this is
0: this is a task that human brains are particularly suited to and so if we can get the computers to think like us they'll be better at this task in particular yeah yeah so now we have all, all sorts of fancy implements where you can write on the implement and it will turn it into a thing for the computer Often, I will use one of these things and I won't ever turn it into a thing for the computer because, again, the only person who cares about whatever this note says is me. Mm -hmm. Uh, Some tools do interesting things with that where they can, like uh, on an iPad if you use notes, um, they can take your handwriting and turn it into text, you know, their best guess at what the text of that handwriting would be, what the words are, Mm -hmm. and then... When you search, they can search the words that you wrote with your handwriting without ever explicitly making it look like Times New Roman 12-point font. They just see your handwriting and recognize it as the word that you are trying to convey um, so that then when you want to find your chicken soup recipe, you can just look up chicken soup and it'll have your handwritten chicken soup recipe.
1: Which makes a lot of sense, I think. Especially if like... I don't know if you have like a writing, if you have a medium in which you can basically treat it like paper where you don't have to be as structured as like say a word document, Mm -hmm. then like your drawings, maybe not for chicken soup, but um, (laughs) I, you know, there are use cases where like you can have some non-letter graphics or characters or something like that that mm-hmm. uh, make the note more legible or to to you uh but significantly less to a computer, so instead of trying to translate everything into letters, it just kind of not trying to put it into Times New Roman makes a lot of sense for certain types of notes, uh but being mm-hmm. able to search those handwritten notes is still very valuable,
0: yeah. So that's an interesting problem of how do you organize your notes, organize your thoughts into something that you can reference later, into something that you can read, into something that the computer can read, into something you can share. These are all things that we want to do with our notes, with our thoughts, thoughts back into words, into lines. Um, and I think the iPad does a pretty good job of, of solving that, um, with notes, with the ways that they can do handwriting recognition and all that, all that jazz, um, uh but the iPad is like a a power hungry little beast it's got a 120 hertz um of of refresh rate mm-hmm. and it's got a backlight um it's got a whole big old you know whatever up to an M1 processor uh in there that it might be using to to figure out what all the notes you're writing are and maybe just maybe sometimes what we need in the world is A simple e-ink display, no backlight, uh, pen recognition, and, uh, you know, an operating system that can let you open files, and a processor that can support all of that. Wow, that'd be cool, Zach. (laughs) (laughs) That's a thing that sounds really nice, Um, and it is really nice in practice. Uh, Through work, I have been having the opportunity to try out a remarkable paper tablet. Um, which is that it's a, it's a rectangle about the size of, I think, a legal sheet of paper, um, Mm -hmm. that you can load docs onto. You can load like a EPUB document or a PDF onto, um, and annotate those up, or you can just make your own little notebook with a a grid or a line or whatever, and write on there, um, Mm -hmm. and do all the normal things. You can, highlight and that's just a a different shade of gray um you can erase all the important things that a, a piece of fake paper should be able to do and some of the important things that a really nice piece of fake paper should be able to do such as share those notes with other people um turn your notes into a word document because sometimes you're at work and you're like okay i just need to take notes on what's going on right now and then you go okay now i need to tell everybody what the notes i took were and that would be much better as a word document um, than trying to force them to read my handwriting uh so instead i'm going to force a robot to read my handwriting (laughs) um and then send that out to them and i haven't used a lot of those features um The thing that so far I've really been using it for has just been to take notes, like a sheet of paper. Um, I've loaded a couple books onto it to read while I'm waiting for something else to happen. I can pull out the paper tablet and flip through a book on Helm or whatever. Um, And I will take notes on it as needed. And I think a place that it's going to be useful is once I am in front of a person... Once I'm like, okay, we're going to sit down and talk about this thing and I'm going to take notes here in a way that I don't have to keep futzing with my pen or a piece of paper or whatever that I can just note take here. It's a flat thing sitting down and not a laptop with its screen Mm -hmm. at right angles from all of us. Is
1: it a nice experience?
0: I'd say so. Um, The operating system is not... My favorite thing in the world, um, for no reason I can put my finger on exactly, mm. um, it's just like a standard e-ink display operating system where you boot it up and you've got a setting screen and a, all of your documents screen and you click on an all of your do- a document out of all of your documents and it opens up the document. and Now you can write on it. Um, that's not standard, but um, I feel like it could be more. And I had thoughts when I first unwrapped it. I was like, ah, this could be more. And then I started using it and it's been fine. And writing an operating system is hard. So I sure I couldn't do any better. All right. Um, yeah. So if you're looking for a device that is just about writing with handwriting and that can do handwriting recognition and all of those things, I would recommend it. Um, I think three years ago when I was, um, my f- full-time job basically as a student was to open up a PDF and take notes on it and then close it. This would have been incredible. Um, okay. uh, and I think just the way that I spend my time right now doesn't lend itself to using this as much as, uh, when I first thought, oh, this would be so great to have because I'm doing different things with my time.
1: Sure. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense to me. I'm hardly ever using good notes, which is what I was using to take notes uh, in school.
0: Mm -hmm. Good notes is where I put my recipes so I can doodle on them.
1: In fact, I even, uh, at the end of that, at the end of my school experience, I was just using like text files. Mm Mm-hmm. I think that was, I think the way that worked was um, freshman. I liked, I knew I liked pens and nice paper. So I'm like, I'm going to take, I'm going to handwrite all my notes. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And then I got a fancy new tablet and I was like, I want to use my fancy new tablet to take notes. So I started Mm -hmm. using good notes. And then I was like, hmm, Omni Outliner seems cool. So I got a trial thing of Omni Outliner. And I was like, this isn't really what I'm looking for. But I like typing because I can write down a lot more information.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing with this is that it's nice for diagramming out, okay, I want to make the UI look like this was a uh, task I recently had. I was like, okay, what should the UI look like? And I could draw a square and fill it in with elements and then move them around and whatever and not have to think about, okay, what how, what's the CSS got to be for this to be exactly a third? And uh, doesn't matter just get the idea down and then make it happen on the page um that was really useful but when i'm trying to like write down a thought Mm -hmm. um i think my fingers are faster typing than they are handwriting a thought
1: i certainly have absolutely no use for this but it is very cool and if you're if it works as well as it seems like it does from your words then i think Mm -hmm. it could be pretty cool
0: yeah. When you go to grad school. Yeah. Liz, when Liz goes to grad school, uh-huh. this would be very useful.
1: When I go to grad school.
0: Uh huh. When soon, not if.
1: As soon as I do that, it probably would be a different experience. And I should not conflate grad school and undergrad in my head. But I yeah. am. So. That's fair. I didn't have a good time. I wasn't. Having a good time in college.
0: Yeah, I'm not going to try and talk you into grad school. I don't <laughs> have any vested interest in that. So I'm probably not going to grad school. Uh, if I had to guess, right now, not really what I'm feeling like. Because I've spent a lot of time uh, focusing all of my effort. Let me think about how to say this. I've spent a lot of years focusing on a thing that takes up as much time as it can. School will give you all of the time. Will take all of the time that you give it. Um, Yes. And I think maybe now I've earned a little rest. Maybe, perhaps. Maybe, perhaps I have earned a little rest. Um, And this last week, uh, in between Christmas and New Year's, has been a pretty good time for rest. Um, I am slowly slowly convincing my body that it can do things that are not constantly moving all of the time or even not for a purpose not like i am going to solve the climate crisis by doing this thing but just i'm doing this thing um
1: sorry that's like (laughs) uh, it's it's not funny because like your brain should know how to do that, but it's funny because it is more common than one might expect i i think
0: mm-hmm so so i I am not yet to the point where I can get myself to do a thing that isn't about you know whatever whatever the thing is that I'm anxious about this week um but I am to the point where I can convince my body to rest uh even if there's a thing that I could be anxious about instead. Um, A pretty big stride, I'd say. Absolutely. And now the way that I rest is not like feet on bed, head on pillow kind of thing, always. Um, That is definitely one of the ways that I rest. Uh, I would recommend it if you haven't tried it in a while. Um, You put your head on a pillow and your feet on a bed. Presumably the pillow is also on the bed. Um, But I mean, whatever arrangement works for you. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then you rest. Recommended. Um. Have you heard of sleep?
1: I I recommend (laughs) it. It's this interesting new technique for making you uh, appear more rested to
0: others. Uh It's like extreme meditation.
1: Mm -hmm. You know how in meditation you just kind of, like, let your mind do whatever it wants and then you go, no thank you, mind. We're just going to let that thought go by. Yeah, well, we're going to take it a step farther. (laughs) (laughs) Let your brain do whatever it wants with absolutely no oversight.
0: So, I'm going to describe to you another way that I rest um that is not um sleep um but I would recommend that, but if you are looking for another kind of rest um I would recommend what I've been calling tile puzzle of the mind mm.
1: <laughs> I like the name it's a very, it's very catchy
0: you got it's a four by four square and you've got 15 squares and it's like a lion's head or something and then you s- swirl mm-hmm. all the squares up and now you've got um something and then you solve it by just taking this thing and moving it over here and moving all of the pieces to the places that they need to be and then at some point you're done and it like looks justified and then you go okay time to mess it all up again mm-hmm. um and then correct it all again and that's fun and it is fun and it's not importance um and so i have been doing that i had probably the most peaceful i will say days i've had in a very long time i was watching you know eating dinner watching some tv with my partner and then i said okay i'm would like to still have the watching things happen but it can't be anything with a story and so uh we watched two hours of train cab videos going from switzerland to italy
1: just like out the window
0: yeah so you're looking out the front of the train cab um through these snowy mountains through all of the tunnels and everything um and it is wonderful and you can just watch it and like stop and breathe um and so i would do that every once in a while my partner laid their head on my lap would strongly recommend um and I just sat there and like clicked on an email and was like, I don't care about this email. And then I dismissed it or I clicked on one and I was like, ah, this is a Goodreads list. So I'm just going to go click through every Goodreads um, thing in the Goodreads list. Okay, done with that. Time, on, time to go on to the next thing. But like in a way that like if I were on a train, I imagine um, I could get into a headspace of like, okay, well, the train is taking me where I need to go and whatever i do now that's on me you know i can i can choose to use this time however i want because right now i'm already checking off the box of getting to the place where i need to go um and so i can just kind of like go over here and do this thing and go over there and do that thing uh grab a bunch of things from my to-do list and drag them over to drafts click on this link that i left in my to-do list 2 years ago say huh, that was <laughs> that was an event that happened in 2020 <laughs> Uh, not move it to drafts
1: (laughs) is it like uh this is bonus time sort of feeling
0: yeah bonus time uh whatever i get done here i don't have to do ever again in this way Mm. but like it's still it's like moving a tile puzzle or like knitting i imagine probably in a way that it's like okay i'm doing something with my hands but i'm not feeling like if I set this thing that I'm doing with my hands down right now, that that's the end of the world mm. um, because it's just a tile puzzle and I can pick it back up and try again later. And so I, I just spent some time like grabbing things into Doist, putting them in drafts, looking at this email, looking at this blog, whatever. It was very peaceful. And it uh, it also, I think the, the other place that tile puzzle comes in is that at the end, if you do it right, Um, you are at least closer to the full picture of the lion. You're like, okay, here we go. Here's the lion picture. Um, And maybe like the bottom three corner, bottom three in the corner, I don't have quite right yet, but the whole thing, that's basically the lion picture. Look at me go. So that's tile puzzle of the mind. Um, If you are the kind of person that that works for, then I would recommend it. (laughs) Uh, And if you're not... I don't know. You could probably like knit or something, but I really like taking things from my To Doist and putting them in drafts, and then going over and checking a blog.
1: It sounds peaceful. Yeah, I'm trying to think if that would be for me. My, I'm leaning towards no. Maybe I. I don't feel like I have like a, a lot of. Put things from To Doist into drafts, or read a blog type,
0: tasks. Fair. A while ago, you asked me about Net Newswire. Did Mm -hmm. that go anywhere? Uh, no.
1: I downloaded it. I got a bunch of. I got a bunch of feeds on there, and I just never open it because I am never in a spot where I'm like, you know what I want right now. I want long form content, but I don't want to read an interesting story that I currently have on my Kindle. Hmm. Usually if I'm like, yeah, let's read, then I want to like, yeah, I, w- I want to use the Kindle or, you know, the Kindle app for iPad. Yeah. Cause that's where Libby sends the books. Not because that's what I want to be doing.
0: Okay. Yeah. I follow.
1: <laughs> so yeah, I don't know if I have a lot of like, let's just get the line a little bit closer to being done right now. Mm-hmm.
0: And also like the other day I, I did it again and it was less good and I spiraled outward instead of inward, spiraled up instead of down. However, whatever it, it, I went like, oh, okay, let me do this thing. And then that thing, and then that thing, and then that thing. And like, I added more as opposed to getting it all back in order more and being like, okay, this is nothing I do here is important. I was like, oh, okay, this is vital that I do this, and I do this right, and it need, I need to worry about it. And so um, sometimes things work, and sometimes they don't. All
1: right. You heard it here f- first, <laughs> folks. <laughs> Something I find when I'm trying to decide what I want to do is that I rarely want to do things that I end up enjoying uh, reading, for example, like I get library books and or I, you know, I borrow e-books mm-hmm. and I wait, I, I check them out for three weeks and then I wait until the last four days of the loan to read it because it's never something I want to do. I just like, but I'm always happy that I did it. When I read for a couple of hours, I feel pretty good usually. And I felt mm-hmm. like I had fun, especially if the story is good, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I've done, I do that kind of like if it's like a video game that isn't Minecraft, then like I never want to do that. But if like, if there is an outside force of some sort that says like, you gotta do this, then I'm like, yeah, okay, that was actually a great time. I'm glad I did that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I just like, I don't know how to make my brain figure out that like no this is a this is a fun good thing that like you should want to do like if the Ye- results yeah. aren't working then like
0: i explained that to my therapist recently as not trusting myself to want the the right thing
1: hmm. and what did your therapist say
0: he said oh right it was part of a larger i was like oh sure i feel like i don't trust myself to want the right thing And here is an example of that. And then we talked about the specific example, and I don't even remember what that was at this point. But yeah, no, he did not have any direct advice on trusting yourself uh, to want the right thing.
1: There's a lot of things I want to be doing at any given point in time. Mm -hmm. And like deciding to do this instead of that is always a difficult decision. And a lot of the times I'm feeling myself kind of... I don't know, I feel... A little bit like I felt in a lot of the time in college, where like I got my um, uh, what what is it? It's the what? There's a word uh that I can't remember, but it's like there's you know a quadrant, and it's uh
0: the priority matrix.
1: Yes, priority matrix. Um, there's importance and something else, urgency. Urgency, that was it. And I like I felt like my priority matrix always leaned more towards urgency in school
0: as in the things that you actually worked on were the things that were urgent
1: the thing i was doing at any given time was usually the one that was most urgent mm-hmm. rather than most important or a good medium <laughs> at all right um you know it would be the homework that was due the next day or like the homework that was due in two days um, instead of, like, sleeping or having fun or um, <laughs> taking any time to do things that I want to do. Um, and, like, reconfiguring that important, the priority matrix, like, instead of, like, importance and urgency to, like, something that would be a little more more relevant to my current life would be, like, enjoyment and ur- urgency. Because
0: mm-hmm.
1: I have a large amount of freedom in what i do during a particular day Mm -hmm. and i can feel myself kind of slipping back into that school mindset of like get things done do it now don't worry about everything else and those things are not important at all and they certainly aren't aren't enjoyable Mm -hmm. you know it's chores it's like the laundry's gotta get done or something like that and then Mm -hmm. it like consumes my day
0: (laughs) yeah because i think too once you start going okay the thing for me to do this is speaking from personal experience the -hmm. thing for me to do in any given moment is the most urgent thing then when there's not urgency it's hard to pick the next thing yes that like okay the laundry's done and the dishes are done and now i've got an hour or two so what else needs to get done Yeah.
1: (laughs) And like, I don't, what never really worked for me was taking or like taking a need, say sleep and turning it into a task in my mind. Right. Like Mm -hmm. an advice you might give someone who is like struggling to balance school and sleep would be like treat sleep like a task is a thing you need to do right it is like you can put it on your calendar you can put it in your to-do list um
0: i move things around in my to-do list all the time though
1: (laughs) well yeah and that was always the issue like it didn't it never really felt the same as the other tasks Uh and that was the reason it never really worked and i don't imagine it worked for many other people
0: right yeah I would be surprised if it did.
1: I don't have any, I didn't really have anywhere to go with this. I just kind of was thinking that like, you know, it's hard to make myself want to read before I actually start reading.
0: Yeah. It's like childbirth a little bit. (laughs) Let me refine this. If humans remembered how much childbirth sucks, there would be a lot less human children.
1: That's what they say,
0: yeah. And yeah, that is what they say. I can't, I don't know. Um, I think then, so then what happens is that you block it out. You go like, okay, well, that's, that happened. And I remember the nice feeling at the end of it, but I don't remember any of the things from the middle. Um, and so I wonder if that is a similar, you're like, okay, well, reading, I remember a bit where it sucked. Um, because I didn't want to switch my brain to being focused on a singular task as opposed to just kind of like I was thinking the other day about how like H came home sooner than I expected or something and so I was just like hanging out doing whatever and I felt like I had all of my toy bin toy chest out on the floor and I was like okay I've still got some time and I can d- do whatever with these and then put them away mm-hmm. um, and then they came home or woke up or whatever the thing was and I was like ah all of the things are still out this is awful. <laughs> Um, but with my thoughts the toy chest of my thoughts and so I think a thing that sucks about reading is that you've got to take all of your toy chest of thoughts and just get the one thing out and be like we're gonna do the book now that's mm-hmm. the one thought yeah. um
1: you know what that's actually that just had made me have an insight um mm-hmm. which is that something I uh that is similar about like sleep and reading and playing a video game that isn't Minecraft is or maybe like cooking would also maybe fall into this category. Um, it for, it, it uh, reduces the amount of things that you can do to one. Like mm-hmm. I can't listen to a podcast and read a book even though i want to, i want to listen to this podcast i want to watch this tv show i want to do these chores i want to read this book but i if i read the book i can't do the other things but i can listen to mm-hmm. a podcast and do the chores and watch this tv show
0: <laughs> that sounds healthy um <laughs> i think that
1: might be the actual reason though
0: yeah no i i think that's a big part of it that a dislike how accurate that is um <laughs> that that is also when i'm thinking when i'm thinking about the times when i spiral out from the tile puzzle instead of spiral in mm-hmm. um wind down that it's when i'm going like okay i can do the tile puzzle and i can watch a H bomber guy video full of words and visual jokes and whatever and do the tile puzzle mm-hmm. and um, it's too late and so I can also harbor all of the guilt that I'm feeling about staying up too late and I can do all of that at once um, and that'll feel really good because I'm getting so much done. Dear Jared, it did not feel so good. So I I think you're onto something there. Yeah, that might be useful in the future. So it sucks in a lot of ways. It's it's a thing that the brain does not want to do, that our brains at least do not want to do. Um, sometimes I I go hey Liz this is a universal experience and you go yes and I go yeah us two we're good at that the deciding that um yeah so I feel like maybe a universal experience but definitely a Liz and I experience is (laughs) I don't I don't want to collapse the like giant nest of all of the things that I could possibly do down into like okay now I am going to do this action but sometimes you gotta sometimes that is for the better sometimes you you collapse down into reading and then you read for a while and then you're like, "Oh oh, cool, I read and I thought about what I read, and I enjoyed the story neat um and one of the things that I do to collapse that in a larger sense is I try to focus um myself into a year, and the way that that has been happening for me for. What year is it 2022 when did this start would have been four years now five years no four okay uh
1: we were definitely doing themes when i was a freshman in college
0: this is not themes per se this is uh zach sets a food goal for himself for the year i see um my mistake you're good so for the last four years i think i've been setting a different food goal for myself um and it started with meat week was the first one um there was meat week there was uh no beef there was uh this was the year of eating my veggies 2021 um and 2022 for me is going to be as little dairy as possible and i'm going to try to be very intentional about what dairy i do eat and keep track of it so that i uh kind of hold myself to that it's going to be a limited amount of dairy because i'm being intentional about it year
1: <laughs> yeah it's not quite as catchy as your other ones but um <laughs> uh, it's interesting what uh what's your plan uh sort of like do you have like a series of steps to try to get yourself to that point or like a series of um how do you imagine this going down in, like, the grocery store, at home?
0: Um, I think a lot of the things I do already, I do with no dairy. Most of the time, if I'm... So there are two two parts to this. One is, like, I'm not going to eat mac and cheese. Or if I do, I will be intentional about it, right? And that's all well and good. And I think that's going to be... an easy or decently easy change to make um i just don't get mac and cheese i get the like vegan cheesy rice or whatever um don't do that by the way it stinks and it makes your whole house stink for like a day um so (laughs) don't don't do the vegan cheesy rice from annie's um unless they change their recipe all right and
1: (laughs) their mac and cheese is good though yeah I i i don't i can't speak for the the vegan cheesy rice because i've never had that but i just had the mac and cheese last night actually for manny's Mm -hmm. and i enjoyed it
0: good I, i also like their mac and cheese a lot um but i won't be for the next year um
1: at least not not unintentionally
0: right what i mean by that is just like i'm gonna go to my partner's house and they're gonna have you know whatever we're having cheese dish tonight and i will go okay thank you very much for this food that you are giving to me and not well didn't you know i'm not eating cheese but just for this year but sometimes i do because so i'm just gonna let myself if i'm like somewhere and the option is be rude or eat cheese i will eat the cheese all right um so there's that. I will not get milk in my coffee. That's not going to be a change. Um, those are probably the two biggest places where I get dairy and then butter and things um, as I'm cooking. And that is also pretty easy to replace. The thing that's going to be tougher to replace is that like tougher to think about and tougher to replace is that as I uh, just like go through the world and buy like a Nutri-Grain bar or something, mm. those have whey protein in them. And that comes from dairy. And so I don't know how I am thinking about those yet. Um, because that contains milk. There's there's dairy in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> can I just not eat any baked goods then? Is that what this year is about? <sighs> Only vegan baked goods? I don't think I will hold myself to that with any... I don't think I am so interested in experimenting in this way that I will hold myself to that.
1: All right. How, what's the line?
0: I think one is when I'm cooking myself. Sure. No dairy. And the other one can be, I don't know. If you have any input, I'd love to hear it.
1: Oh, I don't. I, and I, it is a thing that I, think about a lot um especially i i uh jared i'm a vegetarian and um re- just recently i was at a christmas thing and there was a dish which uh looked to be uh like cheesy shredded potatoes and mm-hmm. i was like hell yeah that sounds awesome and then i got it onto my plate and the host was like Hey, by the way, that has chicken stock in it, and I'm like, damn it. <laughs> I because I wanted to eat this, but uh-huh. um, and but and I would have been like, there's a decent chance that uh, my body would get upset if I ate that because mm-hmm. it does not handle that well, but um, and like, I'm not going to be upset with myself if I accidentally eat some you know, chicken stock, but. I would rather not, and I also don't want to uh, ask for a full ingredients list from every uh, dish that I eat. Right. And, like, obviously if I'm cooking, I'm not going to put any meat in it. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people, you know, put chicken stock in a thing instead of vegetable stock, even though it'll be, like, functionally the same.
0: Yeah. Sometimes that's just what the recipes say. Sometimes you go, "Ah, the recipe say chicken stock, here we go,
1: yeah, and like if that's like if you use if you're using chicken stock, I'm not gonna be like, what are you doing you're you're murdering and but like i don't wanna I don't wanna eat that, hmm maybe I just need to like allow myself to be more annoying, <laughs>
0: like you I may don't need want to, things
1: i I don't like obviously i'm not gonna badger anyone but like i could politely ask there's no there's nothing wrong with that in theory Mm -hmm. hey this guy does this have any like animals in it
0: (laughs) yeah but i think too that like if you asked me that question about a soup that had chicken stock and nothing else mm -hmm. i don't no if i would always give you the the correct answer which is yes anyway so that's an interesting thing yeah anyway
1: it'll be even harder for dairy is the thing because like right things like whey protein that are not like it's not milk but it's Mm -hmm. certainly it's dairy
0: and i think i could like, in that case, I could replace it with fruit leathers. But what about if I want to eat whatever, Sour Patch Kids or something? That is where I really am not sure what the correct course of action is going to be. And I think, based on that, um, Nutri-Grain bars have whey protein. I can eat the nutri bars, and the next time I'm out shopping, get a fruit leather or something instead sure and i think part of the point of this is just to think about how tough it is to not do dairy and there is a vegan bakery like i know right where it is it's probably five ten blocks away from me don't be creepy and i could just go there and be like hey give me something give me a scone yeah but those have nuts so this is H H I think is familiar with being a little bit annoying about food because they have to say hey if there's a, a walnut in here I will like have a tough time breathing for a while <laughs> so that's there are people who are annoying about food and that we let be we say okay you are allergic to this thing so here you go
1: yeah. but like you and I are making a choice and that feels and like if i if I ate some chicken stock, I would not die. Right. Or even have a tough time breathing. But just because something isn't life-threatening doesn't mean it's not important. Yes, correct. And it it's important to me. I think, like, I, I don't think I'm defined by it, but it is certainly a trait that I would mention if I was trying to get to know
0: someone. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Jared, get ready for a lot more dairy-free alternative things oh yeah because i will be trying them all not all i don't have that kind of time um i'll be trying a lot of them until i find one i like
1: awesome i'm excited to hear all about it
0: um just to just to close up the thought that i was having this is this is like a collapsing of things because there's so many i'm like okay maybe i should not eat dairy maybe i should go vegan maybe i should you know whatever there's like a, a number of things in my brain that i'm like maybe i should put this restriction on my food um and i think when you try and do all of those at once um it's not sustainable but like i feel like because i spent a year going okay well how can i add veggies into this thing how can i enjoy this vegetable or that vegetable Mm -hmm. um i am going to have more thoughts on how to put a vegetable into my life, into my dishes. Um, I don't remember if I said, but the uh, culmination of 2021 year of eating my veggies really felt like Thanksgiving when I prepared a whole bunch of things for different Thanksgiving celebrations and all of the things I prepared, I think. There was a couple desserts. And the rest of it was all vegetable casseroles or mashes or whatever. And I was like, okay, this is it. This is, we've been practicing for this 2021 year of eating my veggies. Here we go.
1: That's um, awesome. I'm glad that like you felt accomplished.
0: Yeah. So, so here we go. 2022 year of not eating dairy, except it's hard to know if something has dairy in it. And also uh, I don't want to be rude to people. Um, but I'm going to do my best to not eat dairy. And now, a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Encourage your child to count slowly to 30, or to sing the alphabet song, which takes 30 seconds, to help make hand-washing fun and long enough. This has been a PSA from the Worrying Bugs. Jared,
1: if you know a way to trick your brain into liking reading
0: or if you record train cab videos and want me to watch some of them for quality control you can reach out to me on twitter at